Welcome to Ready to Mosh, a podcast all about rock, metal and alternative music. I'm Kev P. And I'm Gem G. Each episode will bring you the latest news, talk about new releases and review gigs and festivals that we've been to. There'll be a smattering of guest interviews and a lot of random chat. As well as podcasts, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search at Ready to Moshcast. Hello and welcome to Ready to Mosh, episode 30. We're back again. Yeah, are you looking at me like you want me to say something? Yeah, why not? What are you there for? 30 Rock, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're back again. Uh, The usual one this week, there's quite a big thing for the main this week. There is. We were initially going to do something about being 30 and then it seemed far too long ago to want to think about. So we thought we'd come back round to the big news of the week, the download lineup. Yeah. So we'll get to that later. Uh, but yeah, first, it's the news. The news. Bit of a slow news week, apart from the download announcement, really, isn't it? Yeah, nothing's, nothing's really happened really at all. Really stood out. Couple of bits. I've got are oh, the Lamb of God have postponed their UK and EU tour with Creator, which was supposed to be in December. I feel like that's already been rescheduled once to December. Might be wrong on that, but um, it's now going to take place in February, March, and that is due to unforeseen circumstances. Okay. Make of that what you will. Could be anything. It could. Bit of news just in from Skindred as well. They are releasing a new album called Smile next summer. Couldn't find an exact date for it, but it will be their 25th anniversary and their eighth studio album and their first one on Earache Records, who they signed to last year, I think. Mm. Um, they've just released the first single, Give Me That Boom. Not had a chance to listen to it yet, have you? No, I've not. There's a video for it as well. Yes, I saw that. But yeah, I've just been listening to stuff for this episode, really, so I'm going to give that a listen tomorrow. Okay. Uh, just one piece from me. There's a, Veg- a Vegas. There's a festival happening in Vegas called Sick New World, and it's looking quite a decent lineup. So some of the bands up there are My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult, who are really good. Uh, the Melvins are there mm. as well, and... I mean, a lot of people might not be familiar with them, but they were Kirk Bain's favourite band. Yes, they were. Uh, Lacuna Coil, Filter, uh, Fever 333, we're doing the rounds. There is Huberstank, Seven Dust, P.O.D., Soulfly. Mm. It's quite a new metal uh, festival. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been banded about as a new metal festival, but then when you actually look, they've got people like Cradle of Filth, Killing Joke... Ministry, none of whom I'd class as new no, metal. It's more, well, no, Ministry is industrial. It's kind of new metal stroke industrial, really. Like 69 Eyes, I don't think of them as new no. metal. No, but so. then Alien Ant for Om, Hoobastank. Mm. But then Sisters of Mercy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of overridingly new metal, but then sprinkles of other stuff. It looks good anyway. It does look really good. I mean, Placebo, Vilvelo, Mr. Bungle. Mm. I'd love to see Mr. Bungle. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, but then you've got like Popper Roach, Evanescence... Mm. Headliners are, uh, it's one headliner. That I, th- I think it's one headliner, but then there's three big bands below mm. them. So the kind of sub-headliners are Corn, Deftones and Incubus. Yeah, I'm almost imagining it'd be a bit like when we were young in that it's got different stages yeah. as well. So I'm quite and, sure how that Yeah, be. and the main headline is System. Which is possibly, the other week we said they'd got an announcement about an announcement. So yeah. I'm assuming that was That it, was the announcement. We were kind of worried they'd be on the download lineup. Yeah. I mean, overall, the festival was really, really good. Yeah, definitely worth a trip to Vegas if you're financially inclined. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, because it ain't just the tickets, it's the price of everything when you're there. But, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's a really good lineup. It is. 
And did you mention Cold Chamber? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, mm. some of the bands that have been added to the bill, one of which is Cold Chamber recently, mm. who have recently reformed. Yeah, that's quite exciting, isn't it? It is, so hopefully they'll do the rounds. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's about it for the news, isn't it? That's the news. Right, on to reviews then. We've got an album each this week, and I've also got a single to tag on to the end. Mm-hmm. So my album I've been listening to this week is The Pretty Reckless Other World. Yeah. Didn't realise when I first said, oh, I'll review Pretty Reckless, they've got something new out, that it was a compilation album. Yeah. Because, yeah, they had the new album last year, didn't they? So I thought, a bit odd that they got another one out, but yeah. these things happen. But yeah, it's a compilation. So it's some of it is versions of songs from the last album, mm-hmm. and some of it is new cover versions. Yeah. So I'll just go over a few of the songs that I thought I'd mention. Can can I just ask about those tracks? Are you they can. when you say the different versions, are they composed differently? Are they sang differently? They're mainly acoustic versions. So it's quite okay. a chilled album actually. Yeah. Oh right. Different. So track one, Got So High, that is a song off Death by Rock and Roll, and that's a remix. And there's actually two versions of this song on the album. Track one, and then the original version is track eleven, which I really don't know why it's on there. Because the rest are different versions of songs. Well, that one's on twice and one of them's the yeah. original. Yeah, so track 11 is the original Got So High. And then track one is a remix. It's almost a bit like, not a dance remix, more like a, a chilled remix, if you know what I mean. It's got some kind of slow synths. It's quite whimsical in the background going on. Quite dreamy okay. sounding. It's quite nice. All right. And then track two, I believe is a new track, so I couldn't see anywhere else in the back catalogue. That is Loud Love. That's quite a heavy one, but slow, so quite similar to their style on other albums Mm. as well. That's a good one. In terms of other ones that are acoustic versions of Death by Rock and Roll songs, you've got an acoustic version of 25, but that's piano acoustic, if you know what I mean. It's a piano version. Right, okay. Vocals and piano, that's it. Um, That is really good. It's got some really strong vocals coming through on that, whereas the original is quite theatrical. It reminds me a bit of a Bond theme, the original one of that. So it's nice to hear that in a different version. Death by Rock and Roll, which was the big single off the last album, the title track, that's a really good, strong acoustic version of that. It's probably the highlight of the album, I would think. There's also Harley Darling. Um, The original that's quite acoustic anyway, a bit countryfied. So it's stripped back to just guitars Mm. on this version. And Only Love Can Save Me Now as well. That's, um, again, just an acoustic version taken off for the last album. Um, Other songs, there's a song called The Keeper, which is cover of the Chris Cornell track. Oh, And that features Alan Johannes. Quite similar to the original in terms of tempo mm. and all of that. Um, again, it's quite whimsical sounding with the acoustics as well. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it's a good version of it. Mm. And there's also a Bowie cover, which is Quicksand. That's one off um, Hunky Dory. Again, that's a similar tempo, but a stronger sound on it. It's got some pianos coming through it. Mm-hmm. So not entirely different as a cover or anything, but another good one. And then the other one is an Elvis Costello cover. Which is what's so funny about peace, love and understanding. Yeah. And the original of that is actually quite fast, quite upbeat. And this is quite a slowed down acoustic version again. Yeah, that's a... To cover an Elvis Costello, Mm. that's a really strange choice, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, on the whole, if you wanted to listen to a Pretty Reckless album, it wouldn't be your go-to. But if you're a fan of the Pretty Reckless of Taylor's vocals, or you just want to listen to something that's kind of light, easygoing in a way. Yeah. Something acoustic-y to have on in the background. 
is a good one. Okay, all right. And I'm not quite sure what the point of the album is, I guess. No. I think for me, the only kind of different versions of albums that I've ever been interested in is kind of like the, what was it? Was it Fixed and Broken? Yeah. That Nine Inch Nails did? They were quite reworked, weren't they? They were totally mm. reworked, yeah. yeah. They were all kinds of crazy. So I don't I don't know if that's something I'd listen to or not. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it's worth just giving a listen to. Yeah. See what you think of some of them. Especially the ones that aren't reworked songs, that they are just new to Pretty Reckless yeah. songs, as in the covers. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I've been listening to the latest Frog Lord album. As mentioned as a recommendation by us a couple, a couple of weeks, of weeks ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's the new album by Frog Lord. It's a follow-up to The Mystic Toad. Yeah. <laughs> which I really enjoyed uh, listening to before. And yeah, it's a great follow-up to that. Kind of like we, We've spoken about Frog Lord quite a bit, so if, you, if you're kind of like into sludge, groove, um, almost like a doom metal kind of sound, mm, yeah. then it's perfect for you. This kind of feels quite influenced by Sabbath, and mm. um, there are some really good tracks on there. Dystopia, which is the opener, is really good. Army of Frogs, which is the title track, and The Crystal Pyramid. Mm. Yeah, so if you kind of like dirty bass licks, bit of distortion, and you know, like Sabbath sound, these these are the ones for you. And you know, we we've seen Frog Lord live, and they're good fun to watch live. Mm. Really, really great vocals, great guitar work, and it kind of carries on in this album. Lots of amphibian references still. There are some amphibian references, of yes. Course. So yeah, so if you like amphibians and you like sludge groove, doom metal. Go listen to Army of Frogs. Yep. Right, finishing up with a single then. This is the new single from Creeper, Ghost Brigade. They released this after, well, they had a live show at the Camden Roundhouse last Friday, I think it was, 4th of November. Yeah. And they played the live premiere there and then released it straight after. I wasn't aware that it was coming up as a single. Hmm. So almost like a surprise one, but I could have missed it. Yeah, it's really good. They've just signed onto a new label fairly recently, I think, Spine Farm Records. So it's kind of like a new era for them in terms of a new label. Yeah. In terms of sound, I think it's going a bit back to their punkier stuff that they started with. Hmm. So it's quite fast to start with. Sense quite a bit of almost emo vibes going through it. It was in of My Chemical Romance in there. Ooh. I knew you wouldn't like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I think it's really good. I've listened to it a few times today. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know if there's any sign of a new album anytime soon. I've not noticed, but that's something to look forward to. And interesting that they are changing the sound again, because the last EP they had, American Noir, that was quite almost kind of grand, almost operatic theatrical rock. Yeah. So, yeah, it was nice to hear a bit more of the old school creeper going on. What's the other band that Will's in? Salem. Salem. Are they on the same label? No, actually. I was just wondering if there was a connection between the two and whether yeah. they'd switch labels as well. No idea. Yeah, it's just no. a random aside there. Yeah. Um, the artwork for it is really cool as well. All kind right. of spooky. There's a skull and a moon and some bats going on. I think it made quite a cool tattoo with that. So, yeah, that's something else I've been listening to. So if you're a fan of Creeper or not, go and give that a listen and you may become a fan of Creeper. On to Rock the Week then, when we look back on this week in rock and metal history. So 14th to the 20th of November coming up, and then I've got two historical-related item bits at the end that aren't related to this week specifically, but they are rock history. Right. <laughs> so let me have a quick look through. We'll just go in the order that I wrote them down, because they're not in any particular order this week. Two from the 15th of November, 1992, Ozzy, who seems to feature a lot in Rock the Week. Yeah. 
as notorious as he is, he announced he was retiring from touring. I'm saying retiring in inverted commas. Yeah. And his quote for that was, who wants to be touring at 46? Oh. Bearing in mind this was... 30 years ago. I was going to say, he's like 76 now. Yeah. And this was after they played the final date of the No More Tours tour at the Pacific Amphitheatre in California. Interestingly, that show was opened by Sabbath with Rob Halford on vocals because Ronnie didn't want anything to do with it at that point. All right. Mm. My other one from the 15th is featuring Deftones and Limp Biscuit. Oh, was this the... No, it wasn't. Okay, go on. I don't know. Maybe it was. In the year 2000, Death to- Death- Deftones and Limp Biscuit both cancelled shows in Canada due to throat issues. So completely different places, but they both had throat issues on the same day. So Deftones were due to play in Ottawa and Limp Biscuit in Vancouver. So that was a bit of a random okay. coincidence. Yeah. 17th of November. This is just a random album release one. 1998 Offspring released Americana. Album number four for them. Mm. And finally, on the 18th of November 1993, that was when Nirvana recorded their MTV Unplugged in New York. Yeah, that nearly got pulled as well, Mm. didn't it? Yes. Because they were going to play Rate Me. Yeah. And they started the first, well, they were told not to, Mm. and played like the first two or three chords and then went into Lithium, I think it was. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. But it was all done in one take, no stopping, starting, editing, just as it was, went out. And then my add-on is, because as we said at the start, originally we were going to do something around being 30. Yeah. And all of that. So I actually looked up what the number one rock and metal albums were in the UK charts when we were 30. So I just thought I'd add it in for a bit of extra. Oh, God. So on your 30th birthday, it was My Chemical Romance, The Black Parade. Fucking horrible, emo, whiny bullshit. In your opinion. And there's a firework. Mine was The Foo Fighters' Greatest Hits. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Random. There you go. Just a little add-on because I took the time to look it up. I thought I might as well use it. Yeah, fair enough. So when we were 30, that's what happened. So, yeah, I've got one this week, another album, and it was in 2001, and it was Hybrid Theory, which spent a total of 18 weeks that year at number one, and it was the third of its fourth runs at number one. Yeah, can imagine. Yeah. Did six weeks, and I wonder if you know this do you know how they got the album name, Hybrid Theory? I might do, but I can't remember right now. It was the name of the original. It was the name of the band originally. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, yeah, and then that became that. And it's the only album that Dave um, Dave the Bassist was not on. Dave the Bassist. Dave the Bassist. <laughs> I think it's Dave Farrell. Yeah. Yeah, was not on it. It was top 10 in 16 countries. Mm-hmm. Sold 27 million copies worldwide, which is... Let's is that call, just in that year or today? That is going to be... I don't know. I'm oh, sorry. Good I didn't question. mean to put you on the no. spot. I just didn't know. Yeah, I don't, know if it, I don't know if that is today. I've got no or... concept of how many you would sell in a year, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's got to be today, 27 million be, uh, copies. that's a lot. Yeah. And it's the best-selling debut album since... Any ideas? Guns N' Roses? Yeah. Appetite oh, for Destruction. <laughs> it's a complete random guess. Yeah. Best-selling <laughs> debut album since Appetite for Destruction. Which was eighty seven, mm. and yeah, had huge singles on there. One step closer, crawling, paper cut. In the end, mm. we've spoke about this album before, I think, and it's we it's have, just yeah. not. There's not a track you change on it or want to skip. Yeah, I mean, when I think about any people who I know who are into that kind of music, everyone had a copy of Hybrid Theory. Yeah, from the start as well. Yeah. So yeah, that was the uh, 
the album. Hmm. Might go and listen to it now. Right, main bit now. Uh, we're going to cover off a little bit more about the Download Festival announcement from last week. Yeah, we did our initial reaction to the lineup, but since then a few days have passed. The dust has settled a little bit on that, so we've got some further thoughts on the bands that we'll come to a bit later on, and then other issues that have come up. Since. Since, yeah. Yeah, there's been a few problems. And other things we've noticed, yeah. new things. So I think the main thing I've noticed over the last few days has been... People having issues buying RIP tickets in particular. Yeah. don't think it's necessarily been a problem with general tickets. But I think, I mean, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to when tickets went on sale because we already got ours. Yeah. But I think there was an initial pre-sale after the announcement for certain packages or caravans, caravans, camper vans. And then there was going to be a general one. I think people were supposed to sign up for a mailing list to get a link to get their pre-sales. And from what I saw, people either weren't getting the link yeah, or they were getting onto the link, but everything was saying sold out or they were having problems accessing the link. Yeah, one of the things I did see is people having the same issue that we had when we first got ours on Early Bird, mm. which was that you could only buy one at a time. Yeah, and that was when we got home this that was year. On, yeah, it was this year on yeah, the Monday. What year it is. Yeah. And we spotted that, didn't we? And a few other people were saying the same at that point back in June. And then Ticketmaster seemed to rectify it. So you could buy more than one, but we'd already got ours separately. Yeah. Or you'd bought two separate ones. So they got two fees. Mm. And then they, like I say, they seem to fix it then, but this time they don't seem to have done that. So. Why would is, they? They're getting, well, twice, exactly. they're getting twice the fees, and aren't they? For every two the, tickets. A lot of the RIP packages, you buy the package. So you buy a bell tent for four people. And you just pay for that one thing for four people, don't you? Yeah. The main issue this has affected has been the Park Farm and Sleepy Hollow camping, where you buy the ticket per person. Yeah. And it's particularly been a problem, I think, for people who are buying it in groups. They say you normally go with four other people. Mm. You've gone on and had to buy five individual tickets, but you've only been able to get three, and then two people in your group are not getting the tickets. That's been a big issue, Yeah. I think. Whether anything's going to be done about it, I don't know. Because at the moment, as we speak, it just says RIP sold out now. All options, pretty much. Yeah, every option sold out. I had a look earlier today. Mm. And I was just curious as to whether anything would still be available. Mm. And it's all gone. I mean, whether it has actually sold out or whether they're just holding off now until... General sale. ...the next announcement. Because they've gone on general sale on Thursday, didn't they? Yeah, but, I mean, they normally... There's always a last batch, isn't there? Yeah, with each announcement. I mean, I did see a tweet earlier today to say it was the fastest ever selling download, allegedly. Yeah, I saw that as well. And I think I read somewhere that 2012 sold out, but it hasn't sold out since. No, and that was the last time Metallica played, obviously. Yeah, and the I think the last day ticket sellout was Guns N' Roses. Yeah, that did sell out, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah, it's been a bit of a debacle, I think, from what I could see in Good comments. Good old Ticketmaster. Say no more. Pricing, if you want to just mention that, yeah. has increased somewhat. It has increased. I don't know what the normal packages, what the normal tickets were and what they've gone up to. I think I saw the one they're at now, non-early bird. I think the 345 plus fee. Oof, standard camping. Yeah. That's, yeah. But then again, you know, you have got your four days. You've got four music. days, yeah. Still, I don't know if it's day. four days yeah. full, but yeah, it's still. What do you think? You'd pay £100 to see Metallica. Yeah, you would. I suppose you would now. Yeah, uh, I did see somebody had put the price of Sleepy Hollow now being at six five three. I saw that. I've seen six seven five as well somewhere, but oh. that might be with the fees added on. 
That could be, yeah. So pretty much a £100 increase on what we paid early bird-wise. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, that's gone up. And it makes me wonder what they're going to do next year. So we've got four days this year. Mm. But generally, the, the general rule of thumb is that the end price is the early bird price the following year. Yeah. Give or take. But we're getting four days this year. So does that mean they're going to put the prices at around 580 next year? Five seventy five eighty straight off the bat for three days. As expected, I guess tickets increase. As yeah, they do. I mean, obviously there's you know the inflation rates through mm. the roof, going through the roof at the moment. It's interesting that there's everything's selling out, and yeah. with the cost of living increases, so I thought that was really interesting. They do have Klarna as a payment option now, which I don't think they have done previously. I think that is new. Yeah, I think they might have done it for this year, but in terms of. Like new release tickets for next year, I think it hmm. might be new. So that might be a route people are going down. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. And they do the payment instalments anyway, don't they? Yes. Yeah, so the instalment scheme's been going a while. Yeah, and that's always helpful for people to use anyway if they want to get the tickets early off. Yeah. So something else we've seen, there are extra RIP packages this year. Yeah, when you actually look down the RIP options, there are actually a lot of different variations of tent, shed, box that you can stay in aside from the camping that we do and yeah there were a couple on there i'd not noticed before they might have been there this year and i just didn't see them but i couldn't actually see the detail of them because they were sold out so you couldn't actually go into them yeah it's kind of annoying as well because you you almost want to see what some of these packages include Mm. and then for next year you might want to go oh you know i'll do that yeah i mean the two that i saw these are both metal meadow one was a super chief Yes, I saw the Super Chief, yeah. What is a Super Chief? And the other one I spotted was a classic safari. Yeah, I saw that one. I'm like, is that a, what? Do you, is it like a safari hut? Do you stay in a jeep? Do you get animals? <laughs> yeah, it's all no strange. So I'm going to keep an eye on the website just in case something happens that you can see the detail if they get released again. Just purely out of curiosity. Yeah, it sounds like they've probably upgraded... Upgraded? upgraded all of the tenting accommodation and renamed yeah. it. But then they've still got the things like the Bedouin ones and all of those, which sound yeah. nice in theory, the but they look tiny. Yurts and, yeah, and the rock boxes and Yeah, rock the bell blocks. tents, rock blocks, rock I think blocks, they're called. and deluxe bell tents. And yeah. Yeah, it's just another variation of a fancy tent probably, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it looks that way. The other new one I spotted, which is definitely new, mm-hmm. is the Rock Retreat Melbourne Hall. Yes, that is a new one. So from what I can see of this, because this hasn't sold out, although it wasn't listed under RIP, it was just under general ticket, but it sounds like the Sleepy Hollow Park farm, whereby you park next to your tent, but it is a shuttle bus away from site at Melbourne Hall, which I looked up and it's about a 10 minute drive. It is, but that's not something I could do. Not after our experience at Download Pilot, getting on the shuttle bus (laughs) round to the arena. I think it will drop you in the RIP kind of courtyard area where you can get yeah. a shuttle bus from hotels. So that won't be a problem. No, but it's just the but thought it's, of not being able to walk to your tent. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not even that for me. It's the hanging around for the shuttle bus. Well, because they well. won't go until there's yeah. enough people to warrant it going. Which, again, we found out, didn't we? Yeah. So you, um, you could be sat there for 20, 30 minutes and you're, yeah. you know, either side and you're missing lots of times when you could be watching bands. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're of the way that you just camp yourself up in the arena for the day, you take your chair and whatever supplies you can take. You take it. Yeah, right. that's fine. And yeah. it's about £100 cheap. I think it's 555 hmm. for that option. You still get all your things like your showers, your hair dryers. And yeah, I wonder if they have full. to travel back to, you know, on the shuttle again, mm. to, to the actual drop-off points or whether they're at the place where they're staying. I assume it's where they're staying because it's well, the opposite direction to where the hotels are, if you mean yeah. that. No, no, no. So... 
where we are, yeah, where our showers are and toilets mm. are, and the same on Park Farm. Mm. So they're all there. What I'm saying is, do the people at Melbourne Hall have to come? Oh no, they're all on site. They're all, right, okay. It sounded like everything's on site, so it's pretty much the same. Literal the same, same setup. Thing. Yeah, yeah. That's just reminding me actually of another issue I noticed on the whole ticket debacle thing. Mm. You know how you get the District One add-ons for Park Farm? Yeah. Some people were able to buy their Park Farm, the District One add-on, but they couldn't get their actual Park Farm ticket. So they've paid the extra bit. I don't know how it worked or how they were able to do that, but I saw a couple of people saying, I've got a District One ticket yeah. so I can hook my electric up, but I, I've not actually got a Park Farm ticket to actually Well, go. surely you'd make sure you got your Park Farm ticket first. I'm not quite sure how it worked out, whether they got took out the basket and they didn't realise or yeah. I don't well, know. Or you, I don't think you could buy them both at the same time or whatever. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just saw some people saying that. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing we have spotted is the lounge... Yeah. Something lounge, has it got a name? Was it just a lounge? It is lounge called, area? well, it's just called the uh, Retreat Lounge. That's it, Retreat Lounge. Anyway, Upgrade. Yeah. yeah. To me, this sounds like where people not in RIP could buy the guest area hot tickets, I think they were. Yeah, I think that's what they were called before. So like you can access the guest area even if you're not in RIP. I think it sounds like that, but people won't be able to get the hot tickets into the guest area this year. They'll have that as a separate area. Yeah. Whether this has stemmed from feedback from people saying the guest area is getting too busy now. Yeah. And that's one way of appeasing that complaint people have had. I don't know. Well, it, it kind of makes sense. It's like you can't advertise the guest area being of a benefit to certain types of campers. Mm. If anybody can just use it, if they've got a ticket for it. Yeah. I mean, it's pricey. It's £45 a day, which is pretty wow. much what the hot ticket was to get into yeah. the guest area. And to be honest, it's not it's that not great, wor- It's not there. worth that. No. Yeah, the toilets are nice, but you still get the bar with the same old drinks in it. It's not like no, there's no bloodstock and you get no. loads of different drinks to choose from. There is seat in, but you have to be lucky to get one. It's very limited, on. yeah. It's limited. And it all depends on the weather as well. Yeah. And you may or may not spot someone in a band being interviewed in the press area at the bottom. Yeah. Potentially. But apparently it's going to be near the main arena entrance, so up at the top of the hill somewhere yeah. along that. And to be yeah. honest, if you're not in RIP, that's a better option for you. Because mm, you're going to come past there anyway, Because you're going to go you? past that bit. Yeah. I wonder if they've... I wonder if it's on a raised platform, you know. So you know. could potentially watch bands from the second stage. Possibly. It did say... I'm sure I read something about, like, views or something Yeah, You'll probably get views but, of the main stage and second yeah. stage. What you can hear, I don't know. Mm. And I think the other thing it's got is, I think it has got some hair dryers and straighteners in there. Yeah. So if you're in a standard company, you could go and potentially use those, as well as having a bar and some separate food areas and seating and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and it's interesting because anybody can get that as well. So even if you're RIP, you can actually yeah. just go and pay for it. But if you're RIP, you just use the guest area yeah. anyway. The one thing I've not noticed, actually, I just thought, can you remember? There was talk of it this year, and I don't think it happened. There was I know a separate what you're going to say. A s- platform area that you could pay for. Yeah. Which was like the accessibility platform, but for anyone who wanted to pay extra to be on a raised bit. Oh, I thought it was, they were doing like a circle. It was kind of like that. It was called like circle, but. I can't remember what it was called. You were closer to the stage. Yeah, but it was raised. Oh, right. Okay. That was the whole point of it was raised so you could see it, not actually like a circle, like you get a stadium. I, I just don't think that's logistically feasible no. and it didn't come off this year did it i think no. it's something they brought in for 2020 and then it seemed to vanish. fizzle out yeah mm. there's been some pre-order merch that you can do which appears to just be souvenir download 20 yeah basically they're getting rid of the old stock on it looks like some tide like they've had some spare tie-dye t-shirts and hoodies plonked mm. the logo for next year on and then, yeah but it seems to be sold out allegedly on the website yeah i mean the thing is with that if you've got loyalty vouchers mm. you 
generally that's the kind of stuff you'd get anyway. And it's very, like I say, generic. I don't think it's got any lineup stuff on yet. No. So, I mean, that wouldn't don't really appeal think. to me, that. But that was just something else we spotted, wasn't it? Yeah. Back to the bands then, I guess. Yeah, move back into the bands. I guess we've covered a lot of what we thought about the lineup anyway, didn't we, on Monday? So I don't think we need to say loads more, particularly about the headliners. We've kind of... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I think we're, we're of the same opinion that Metallica don't really need two slots. No, even after a few days thinking about it. I don't know anyone personally who said that it's a good thing. I know there will be massive Metallica oh, fans yeah. out there who are loving it, and that is great. And obviously we realise, you know, it's not our festival, it's no. everybody's festival. And it's all personal choice and stuff. But it just, it does seem like they could have put somebody else mm, there. That, that's the thing that bothers me. It's just like someone else could have done it easily out of the parkway or goes there headlining other festivals yeah. this year. So, so why not? Exactly. And the only other thing is like, is it too soon to have Slipknot back? I know you said it's kind of like four years, mm, but... And they've got a new album. But it's, it just feels like it was really recent. It does. It does feel a bit soon. Yeah. yeah. So we'll leave it at that for the headliners. Yeah. Uh, some of the other bigger bands that have been listed. Evanescence, have they done anything new? I can't comment. As I mentioned on the other... Yeah, I only know them for one did. album. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they may be relevant I still. Think they've done some other stuff other than the big album they had. Yeah. But like I said before, I, don't, I didn't realise they were kind of reformed. No, I heard. didn't, know. We were doing things again. The placebo one is still a strange choice to me. Yeah. It's not a complaint because we like it. I know, we like it. No, we love yeah. placebo, but mm. it, it just seems, doesn't seem like a placebo place. I know what you mean. With, without, you know, without sounding like a gatekeeper, yeah. but it, it just, I see them as more and, of a yeah. Reading and Leeds kind yeah, of band. I think they are. Or even Glastonbury. Or Glastonbury, there, yeah. Aren't they? Um, there's always a few curveballs in there, isn't there? Yeah. I will say all of the other bigger bands that they've listed, all really good choices. Yeah. Even Pendulum is something different, isn't it? It is something different, yeah. It'll be interesting yeah. to see if I'm around when they're on. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not a Pendulum fan, but it's, you know, it's good to have a little bit of diversity there. Yeah. And... I imagine it to be similar as to when Chase and State has played in 2012. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 them, I think the same. Were there, yeah. And dancing to them kept me warm because it was freezing. <laughs> yeah. And from the smaller bands, I think there's a really good selection there. And some bands that I'm hoping to see next year because bands like Sone, who I missed at Bloodstock. Yeah, yeah, we said that they they ended up not being there, didn't they? Yeah, and like this is just listening to some mm-hmm. of the stuff. There's some bands that I've started listening to just because I wasn't really aware of them. Yeah, and I've I've kind of already started on. Oh, actually, I quite like this band. I like this yeah. band. We've we've always done that anyway, haven't we? Looked yeah. at the bands. I've not had a lot of time to properly listen to anything new off the list, really. I've checked a few people out. Which fever? I'm liking that. I'm liking which yeah. fever. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think that's re- it's really good selection of the smaller mm. bands. And again, I mean, again, there's a few curveballs in there. Things I would yeah. weren't expecting. Yeah, for example, Jasmine Bean. Their dad is Ginger Wildheart. Yeah, and I did know that because I saw him tweet or share something, but I'd forgotten. And that's a very different sound. Not necessarily a traditional download. Yeah. Reminded me a little bit of Scene Queen. Oh, in right. That okay. They've got a song called Hello Kitty, and I was just thinking of Scene Queen with Barbie and Cat. Ah, oh, right, yeah. So, not sure if it's necessarily my taste yet, but I'll give it a few more listens. But yeah, they're definitely different in terms of traditional download stuff. Yeah, I mean, they've got to kind of open it out mm. and yeah. make it accessible, you know, for everybody in a yeah. sense. Because there is obviously that mentality of we want I made in every year and that's all we want. Yeah. One thing I did notice, because it always comes up about, obviously, the gender split of headliners, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Someone did say, I've not checked this myself, but I saw a post on the Facebook group. Someone said, I think a third of the acts released so far 
are either female fronted stroke featuring or gender neutral featuring. So it's more diverse than previous initial lineups, at least. Probably. Yeah, I, I remember the days where you wouldn't get any. No, it'd be very rare to see a female on A female, stage. yeah. Actually, speaking of that, there was that tweet, wasn't there, about Hailstorm? I don't someone, know. Can you remember someone, I can't remember, it was before the download announcement was made and someone tweeted Lizzie Hale and said about download and she pretty much said, yeah, we're going to be there, but they're not on this initial lineup, one. so that could, oh. be, could be one for the next round. Yeah, it could be. How many more bands do you think they've got left? I heard that there's going to be about 200 in total. What? Which seems that seems an a awful lot. lot, based on how many you normally have over the three days. But I think that might also be based on an assumption that Thursday will be a full day, which nobody is assuming it will. No, is the normal one about a hundred? Oh, it's over a hundred, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm guessing as well in terms of the next announcement. I think it's going to be about end of January. Yeah, I can't see them doing another one for a while now. I don't think they'll do one before Christmas. And I'm thinking probably end of January, probably tie in with people getting paid end of January and all that, usually. Yeah. And maybe, or maybe an announcement well, maybe f- about an announcement end of January with a February launch. A February launch just after yeah. payday. Yeah. And then maybe a smattering of a few more chucked in March time. Yeah. As kind of a final push. I'm expecting things to change as well still. You know, we've seen even like we said about Lamb of God having unforeseen circumstances. Yeah. I think there will be some bands that won't make it for whatever reason. We're still seeing that happening, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, it's still happening. So Mm. I'll feel better when we're in a position where we've got stage splits. Day splits. Sorry, that's what I mean. Day splits. Yeah. So we've got day splits. Mm. So and an idea as to kind of where you want to be. I know. It's like even then it's always down to the clash finder that you don't really know for definite until about three days before, do you? No. But you get a rough idea of who's where and who's likely to clash and who you might not be able to see because you want to see someone else. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a few bands there that I'm not missing for anything. Yeah. Well, I suppose we've only got, what, seven months to wait? Yeah, I think it's about 32 or 33 weeks, something like that. Yeah, we're almost halfway well, there. It is when you think about it. It's actually a long time since last time they were in June. Yeah. That's it. Well, I mean, yeah. before you know it, it'll be Christmas, and then once that's out of the way, it's the countdown. The countdown is on, isn't it? Yeah. Um, any other bands you want to mention, or are we leaving it there for this one? I think we'll leave it there for this one, because I, I want to keep listening to some bands yeah, I'm not really so familiar with. I want to get to know a few more new bands or some older bland, older bands, older bands that I've not listened to before as well. So yeah. Right now, it's normally the recommendation at this point, but we're going to do something slightly different this week. So instead of giving you a band to listen to. We are giving you 16 bands to listen to. Yes. And it's all the previous Ready to Mosh recommendations. Yeah. So we've both picked a song each from all of the bands that we've recommended. Yeah. They're all together on a playlist on Spotify, and you'll be able to find that in all of the socials. Yes, we'll share that at some point this week. Yeah, we've recommended 16 bands, so so far there's 32 songs on the playlist. Each week going forward, we're going to be adding a song each from our recommendations yeah so if you're wanting some new bands to listen to then go and listen and let us know what you think to the songs that we've chosen as well and if you get into any of the bands yeah and also if you've got any bands that you would recommend us to recommend let us know we generally go for kind of smaller they tend to be uk british based bands Mostly, I think, that we've done They, they have been mostly, but... But we're open to any bands, yeah. but the general criteria is they've got kind of a low amount of monthly listeners on Spotify, would you say? Yeah. 
So just, just, just generally the just, yeah. smaller independent bands. Yeah, that not everyone knows about, so we can kind of unearth some little gems for you to listen to. So yeah, we'll give that a share soon. And that is the end of episode 30 then. So thank you as always for listening. Please do spread the word about us and recommend us in any place you can recommend us. If you're not already following us on Instagram and Twitter, you can find us on there at Ready to Mosh Cast. And we're also dabbling in the world of YouTube and TikTok, which is just Ready to Mosh to find us on there. And we'll be back with episode 31 next week. Make it stop, move.